0: Do 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 do, do. baby do do, baby do boo
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Hate Spinnerbait, a podcast where we hate spinnerbait, but we love Vlad the Impaler.
0: Yes, bum, 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 bum. <laughs> That
1: was
0: a good one. Okay.
1: Which we, I'm really, I'm pretty proud of that. We're going to be discussing that today as a chapter four reference, which is where we are diving in. Um, hi, everyone. Welcome back. I am Bethany. With me, as always, is Michael Ann. How you doing hi. today?
0: I'm good. I'm in a new setup. The audio is going to be better. I know it. I'm not going go to editing this and cry.
1: <laughs> I'm very excited for. Hopefully, we're both trying a new setup today. A little inside baseball for you all before we jump into uh, someone like you, which is what we will be continuing to discuss today. Um, so this is the first episode that we are recording after having episodes go live. So over the last couple of weeks, my Glenn and I have kind of been switching back and forth with editing duties. Um, so we both have been listening to ourselves talk way too much recently. Mm-hmm. So because of that, uh, we've noticed some audio things and different things. And it's just super funny. Like this is the first episode that like, we've had feedback from some of you guys, which has been super cool. Please keep giving us feedback. Um, Special shout out to my friend, Kristen who texted me the other day and was like, I'm sorry that I keep texting you like every bit of your podcast. I'm like, no, please keep texting me. Like I live for this, actually. Like when I get out of work and I like see all those comments, I'm like, hells, yeah. So please keep letting us know your thoughts on Instagram if you know us personally and you want to text us. But yeah, so this is our first episode that we are recording since going live. So, hopefully, when we listen to this in the edit, it'll sound really good and we'll be really proud of ourselves for how great our audio sounds. That's it enough of proud. the I inside baseball to- talk.
0: Also, speaking of feedback, I want to give a shout out to my friend since I was like 11, Kayla. What's up, Kayla? She's been what's up, Kayla? Me- She's been texting me live reactions, and I'm like, I'm living for this. <sighs> living for that's it.
1: so good. That's that's a true friend. All of our true friends out there texting us live reactions. Please don't stop. We live for it. So really please hard. keep letting us know your thoughts. They're really great. Other quick inside baseball. Today, everyone, we were texting, my clan and I, obviously, not we, as everyone in the audience. Although, <laughs> could we get on a group chat? What, what? <laughs> but we were texting, like scheduling recording time and i'm so excited for this episode because michael ann texted me like i'm gonna say my thoughts for the pod but i have a lot of good thoughts i'm like oh i'm very excited to hear yeah would you like to give us a little recap of what we have read so far to remind everyone in our little book club here where we are
0: yeah so we um our main character here is hallie and her best friend scarlet um, in the beginning of the novel, we find out that Scarlett's boyfriend of just a couple months, but still her boyfriend, um, died mm-hmm. tragically in a um, car accident. I did <laughs> such a bad job. Okay. Hallie is the main character. Her best friend, Scarlett's boyfriend, died in a car crash. Tragic. Her, uh, yes. Hallie and her mother have a very complicated relationship, as most teenagers do eventually with their mom. They're kind of drifting apart. Scarlett's mom is a single mom she's dating this new guy he seems kind of weird and um scarlet's dead boyfriend's name is michael and his best friend macon has caught hallie's eye and that's where we're that's at a
1: beautiful recap
0: that's beautiful that's recap. where we're at everyone now to- we're diving we're diving into chapter four
1: so he's yeah, just kind of started to get to know everyone but so far the intrigue is there the mommy issues are there already everyone of course Absolutely. also fun fact by the time you all are listening to this the dates will not line up but for us recording we are recording on october 17th and chapter four starts with and finally asked me out on october 18th so that's kind of fun that
0: is fun <laughs> also so dad- it's a,
1: a monumental moment wait is your is your dad's birthday
0: yeah, not tomorrow, October eighteenth. Happy
1: birthday, Dad. Happy not... birthday. <laughs> it'll you, it'll be a belated happy belated birthday, Dad, Michael Ann's dad, Not mine. Although also my dad's birthday recently passed, so happy belated birthday to him as well. Wow, we love it. Hope you all are listening. Probably not. Fathers don't listen to podcasts, but no. mothers do. <laughs> they don't. Mothers don't get names in Sarah Dessen novels, but they listen to podcasts. They deserve <laughs> names. Justice for the mothers. This one does have a name. Okay, it is finally mentioned, right? Yeah, What is her name? Thank you. I was like, wait, I feel like I have read it. It takes a while, but she does finally get named. That is correct. Hallelujah. Finally, book two. Well, okay, in fairness, it's only book two, Sarah Dessen, so I'll allow it. Here's one of my questions, okay? Here we are in the start of chapter four, which I understand the important part of this chapter is that, like, Our young Hallie has found herself a boy, like Macon and her are going to be doing things or whatever, right? But this is what I want to know, okay? With five short questions of the same test coach had been giving out for the last 15 years, I have this highlighted because it has to do with the fact that they're taking a badminton quiz and Macon was like saying something to her about it or whatever. And I was like, who actually had to take tests? in their PE class. This is going to be another Instagram poll, I think, because I'm dying to know. We had like a health class in ninth grade that like half of the year you took gym and then the other half of the year you took health. And in the health portion, yes, there were tests, obviously, because that was like a classroom type setting. But in a PE class, you just go and play badminton. You wouldn't get tested on it with the same five-question tests that he's been giving out for the last 15 years. So I just had to point that out. Again, I know that is not at all the point of this
0: chapter, mm-hmm.
1: but something that just struck me. <laughs>
0: yes. I definitely didn't have tests in PE, but I did fail PE in the eighth grade. Sorry, Dad.
1: <laughs> Wait, how does one fail PE? Do you, like, <laughs> not dress
0: out? I'm trying to know now. So we had to, like, change into gym clothes, and I would just never bring gym clothes because I hate – PE, P-E mm. is of the devil. So I was like, I'm just not going to change. And then my, and then
1: you would fail because of that. That's yeah. wild.
0: Yeah. Wow. Because I did not participate, so I got like a zero. But they let oh, me. I guess that's up. fair. I don't remember well, what I had to do.
1: That's nice of them. And it wasn't a test, apparently.
0: No, I think I just had <laughs> to like go after school to the weight room or something, which is like my nightmare. I don't know.
1: I, so is I think that's every person's nightmare unless they're you know one of those like gym heads. gym heads so yeah this is where we get to meet vlad the impaler which is not his real name sadly um it's technically vlad the warrior he's a <laughs> larper essentially as it's Marion's, which is scarlet's mom's new boyfriend i love that though i wish his real name was Vlad the Impaler. I love that he's like a cosplayer. Vlad seems Me weird, too. but you know, like maybe he's, wait, what is his real name? Cause his real name is Steve. Steve. Yeah. It's like very boring. I think he should go by Vlad. That's a way better name, but I, I live for that. I think that's fantastic.
0: I think so too. And honestly, like you go girl, you go Marion. you get yourself. I think both of us are very familiar with how beneficial it is to date a weird little nerd.
1: Oh, 100%. I can I can 100%. Find, ladies, find yourself a weird little nerd. Yes. <laughs> I hope Mike Especially if fun. you are a weird little nerd. Because, yeah. yeah exactly. It I would never. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> it makes life more interesting. Like, find, you know, someone who... You can watch nerdy things at True Story. My husband and I went and saw Weird Al Yankovic last night in concert, and it's not even the first time we've seen him live in concert. Find yourself a nerd, ladies. They're a good time. Oh God, but not like one so of fun. those. It was, it was really good. I saw the, the Dr. Phillips Center, which is, you know, like the Performing Arts Center. For anyone who's not familiar with Orlando, that's our Performing Arts Center, which is – it's downtown. It's such a nice theater. I think it's just – very nice so it was like a very cool vibe and it was like a very like acoustic set and it was yeah but there was a comedian that came out first so it was it was a very good show i if weird al is touring in your city i highly recommend seeing him it's always a good time
0: i'm excited for the movie. also though
1: oh my god yes with daniel Radcliffe. first of all it's coming on roku tv which is very oh. strange How but I'm-, I'm very excited for it I think it's just, like, the Roku channel. Like, I think you don't technically have to have a Roku to, ha- like, watch it. But I'm not 100% positive. Don't quote me on that.
0: Look so into that. so random.
1: But anyway. It? Yeah, it's very weird. I know so I'm already getting off topic of the book here. But Weird Al is cool. Also, though, when I say find yourself a nerd, I mean, like, a nerd who is – who is someone though who isn't like one of those nerds that's like I'm one of the good guys I don't know why guys or guys or girls or whatever don't like me like not one of those nerds not someone who thinks they're a good guy you know Um, who's always playing the victim like a nerd who genuinely is a good guy not that he thinks he is just wanted to clarify that (laughs) also would like to point out another fun fact while giving random dating advice if a man ever says that his favorite movie is Fight Club run run just run
0: just run as fast as you can unless you're like 17 and then like maybe he's trying something but no no he might grow
1: out of it but if you were over the age of like 20 and he's still is like you know it's an absolute specimen the perfect specimen of a film and he says fight club run that's all i have to say about that especially if he doesn't understand that it's like satirical but anyways i digress
0: make sure he's not sexist and racist in his uh most importantly yeah (laughs) <laughs> anyway,
1: Anyways, now that the <laughs> dating advice portion oh. is done, we're getting a theme for that, cool. y'all. We're going to get a theme song on that. This is another super random thing, and I would just like to state, I'm someone who really likes physical copies of books, but I actually am reading this particular novel on Kindle, which no shade to Kindle by any means. I just, I've always... I don't know. I just like being able to read physical copies of books, Um, but I didn't happen to have a copy of this one handy. So this was the easiest way to get it. I'm dying to know, is this just a random typo that happened in Kindle or is Mike Lance, since I know you have um, actual physical copy of the book in front of you. uh, I have here at page 72, at least in my version, she's just talking Hallie's just talking to her mother and she's like, hi there. She said, how was school? And there's a typo. It says "pine." I stood in the open <laughs> kitchen door, and my eyes on the stairs, instead of "fine." And I highlighted it because I was like, "How weird that this typo! Like this book has been around since 1998. The Kindle version would like have this typo. You know that like no one has caught that. So I don't know if yours is like that, but it definitely says "fine" with an F. In your version, that's yeah. so weird that mine says "pine." That but yeah, funny. I read it like three different times when I was reading this chapter to be like, it says pine. No, that definitely says pine. Okay, weird.
0: Also on page 72, mm-hmm. um, we get to see Marian's getting ready for her date. She's painting her nails, which girl, you're painting your nails right before your date. That's ambitious. Yeah, that's a but, bad choice, Marian. But... um. It says here, we heard her go upstairs, the floor creaking over our heads as she walked down the hall to her room. Scarlett picked up the dirty cotton balls, tossing them out and collected the polish and the remover, putting them back in the basket by the bathroom where they belonged. And that is just such an like one thing about Sarah Dessen is she knows how to write characters in a big way. Mm-hmm. And this is like so such like a small detail, but it's like Marion left all her stuff all over the table and Scarlett just Mm -hmm. went back and cleaned it up behind her like no thoughts, no words, just did it. And it's like, oh, man, poor Scarlett.
1: I think Sarah Dustin 100% excels in the show don't tell kind of aspect yeah. Like, I love, yeah, like, little tidbits like that. There's so many times in this book, and we talked about it in that summer as well, where there's, like, these little moments between two characters. And instead of just being, like, Marion was the child and Scarlet had to look after her mother. Like, she could just, like, do, you know, like, a narration dump. And instead, I think she does such a good job of, like, putting in these little things that suddenly you're like, ah, I get it without. Yeah. So anyways, she's just a, a master of, of show don't tell, which again, I'm just always impressed, especially reading her early work and mm-hmm. seeing that. And that's something I just feel like I appreciate so much now in my thirties reading these novels than I probably did when I was, you know, a preteen or whatever oh, yeah. reading them. Definitely. So good work, Sarah. We're proud of you. Friend we of the are. show, Sarah Dessen.
0: <laughs> she's going
1: to be she's going to be tag her oh, in the, the comments target. tag her. please we want we want her to no, notice us sarah <laughs> please please we have another quick 90 shout out um an mtv vj talking soundlessly on the wide screen is mentioned here on page 76 of my edition when we are talking uh i think this is at or is this one? they are at the party at Ginny's? Oh, yeah, I see it. Yes, yeah. Uh, and that just cracks me up because I was like, ooh, 90s. You know, I always got to point out the, like, that's so 90s references. But to actually get into the kind of meat of this chapter, we do have – so basically Scarlet has been not feeling so great lately. And that might be leading to something. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge, everyone. Um, so we are <laughs> at this party, which basically, because of the monumental moment that started the chapter, Hallie went to this party because sh- basically, Mikein? Mike that's not his name, Megan. <laughs>
0: Got Mike on the brain.
1: Well, got Mike on the brain, everyone. Uh, <laughs> shout out to my husband, Mike. Oh, no. <laughs> but because Nathan invited her. And again, when a boy that you have a crush on invites you to a party, of course you're going to show up.
0: But Absolutely. essentially,
1: the party does not last long because the uh, precious heirloom is broken. And Ginny ends up kind of kicking people out, essentially. And Hallie never does actually get to see Macon at this party, but we do learn that he was in fact there.
0: Yes. Um, Going backwards a little bit right before they go to the party. um, I have a note in here about how interesting of a comparison it is between Marion and Hallie's moms. um, Because Mm -hmm. Marion's just like, I'm doing my nails ladies going out with my <laughs> boyfriend or
1: whatever. That's exactly what she sounds like in my head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly.
0: And and um, Hallie's mom is like, where are you going? You should come over and hang out with us. And um, it says here, we had secrets now, truths and half-truths. Oh my gosh. We had secrets now, truths and half-truths that kept her always at arm's length behind a closed door miles away. Truths is a very difficult word to say. <laughs> <laughs> Truths
1: is a hard. That's a lot of, a lot of mouth sounds. That's hard to to break it out is. there. It really is. Yeah, there. I think there is. Hallie's mom is definitely more the traditional. Like, I want to know where you are. Make sure you're in by curfew all that right. kind of stuff. And Marianne's just like, ah, whatever, I've got my own date. You do you, girlfriend.
0: <laughs> Thanks for cleaning out my mess. Bye, girls. Basically. Uh, also, I also noted on page 74 at the party that Ginny Tabor was sitting on the back of her mother's BMW with a wine cooler in one hand and a cigarette in the other. And that is my That's So 90s. <laughs>
1: Wine cooler with a cigarette. Yeah. I I like to think that by the time we were going to high school parties, I say like I actually went to high school, but I don't, I'm really trying to think of like a proper like movie TV show party that I went to where everyone's like drinking out of Red Solo cups and stuff. And I don't know if I really did that until college. I'm sure I had to have gone to something like that. I don't know. Anyways. This is Mm, where where I I basically admit that I'm lame. (laughs) I wish y'all could see the face of Michael (laughs) Ann's gay, because she's like, "Mm,
0: can't relate. There I was every weekend. (laughs) And I'm like, I... Yeah, I mean, much to my parents' disappointment, um, I went to a (laughs) lot of house parties when I was in high school, a lot. I
1: really feel like there has to be... I mean, so my friend's family always do like a big New Year's Eve shindig, but it was like my friend's parents were also there. So I don't like count that as like a traditional high school party. I'm sure there's like other things, like had, like graduation parties and stuff I went to, but I'm really like thinking of like the stereotypical teen party. And I'm like, no, can't relate. I don't think I ever really did that. I, like, I don't know. Maybe we just didn't Do
0: you hear drink that um, at solo cups. Most stereotypical. So I grew up in a town with like, you know, in, in, uh, right outside of Boston. So kids, parents were had money and were like never around. So they threw a bunch of parties, but the most insane story for my youth is I used to hang out with kids from a prep school in downtown Boston. And we used to party at a, one of their penthouses in Cambridge, Massachusetts. It was the most, like, insane thing ever. I just remember being there like, wow, am I in Gossip Girl? And I made some. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And I made some bad decisions.
1: That sounds like, yeah, you lived the high school experience that I watched in TV shows. Like, that's, like, Gossip Girl, like, skin. Did you live in skins except, like, American? That was,
0: (laughs) sadly, very, if you want to know my mental state as a 17-year-old, Effie was like high up there on my list of idols from skins so oh man that's someone to emulate right there yeah so my grades weren't great um but you know had a lot of experiences
1: what a great show that's see I watched that show and I was like this isn't real life people don't do this but people people do I mean I knew people did it but I guess like I wasn't doing it, so it it just seemed like a fake thing to me. But it was very much true.
0: I didn't do any hard drugs, though. And there's always hard drugs in those shows. Oh, Never saw any skins.
1: Hard drugs. They were, yeah, they were. All, they lived on hard drugs. That yeah. is, mm-hmm.
0: skins was mm-hmm. like. Well, I don't know what goes on in Europe. If we have any European followers, let us know what goes yeah. on with you guys. Let us know.
1: But yeah, high school parties and wine coolers. And the only thing that kind of made it more 90s is if. Who is that? Like something that started with like a z i can't remember because obviously i was not drinking in the 90s because i was a child oh zimas zimas yeah if it was like holding a zima and a cigarette yeah
0: like zima specifically my brothers and sisters my brothers and sisters are a lot older than me as i think i've mentioned on this pod and they used to always talk about zimas and I, and you know what that's how you know they're old you guys are old if you're listening If you're listening so zemas. <laughs> so, your <laughs> yeah, can't, would I always talk about
1: them. honestly say I've never had a zima. Maybe I'm missing out Me in life. Either. I don't know. As a millennial, I can't really. I don't know. There's probably like th- things we say and do that the Gen Zers are like, oh my god, millennials drinking whatever, whatever we <laughs> drank and smeared off ice, I guess. Is that what we are <laughs>
0: <laughs> for loco, they're like, oh, those millennials, those millennials, four they're unregulated for loco.
1: Take him over the edge. That was literally not FDA approved, y'all. That was, oh, no. that was something. There was that there was really something
0: college who kept turning purple. Ten my- <laughs>
1: so, getting back, so we're kind of like leaving the party, and Hallie finally kind of comes clean as to why she wanted to go to this party which is that you know Macon invited her and they hang out in PE every day and um they're heading home and I think this is when Scarlett's like telling Hallie that basically Macon's not your type um and then you know she basically Hallie is interpreting that as like he's too good for her and Scarlett be an absolute real MVP, as we mentioned last episode. This is the true love story, is their friendship. This is where literally the title comes from. Is this paragraph? It's the best. Um, and so basically she says, uh, she leaned back against the door, stretching out her legs. Why do you say stuff like that? Stuff like what? Across the street, I could see Noah Vaughn pass in front of our window. Someone like you. Any guy would be damn lucky to have you, Hallie. And you know it. You're beautiful and smart and loyal and funny. Elizabeth Gunderson and Jenny are just stupid girls with loud voices. That's it. You're special. Which, I love this entire paragraph, except for the fart, which... The The fart. <laughs> <laughs> I am so tired, y'all. I, this is how you know you're old. When you go to a Weird Al concert with your husband the night before, and the next day you're like a zombie, and you say fart instead of part. So... <laughs> Hey, everyone. I'm trying to make oh. a really good poignant point, and instead I said fart. So that's where we're at today. <laughs> Ooh, and simmer. Oh,
0: Sarah so loves to our podcast.
1: <laughs> so I love everything about this paragraph except for the part with a P. <laughs> <laughs> then,
0: um- we like,
1: oh, we can't simmer. Okay. Ooh. I know I can
0: Where
1: basically she has to put down other women to compliment her friends. Can I just say, ladies, you don't need to be putting down other ladies to compliment? I love everything about her being like, you're fantastic. Like, why would you say someone like you? Like you're not, you know, like the sun doesn't shine out of your freaking butt. Um, and then she has to to kind of the whatever. And I'm sure that Elizabeth Gunderson and Jenny are stupid girls. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like, why can't we all just get along? I, I don't like that when when someone compliments me and it, it's to by putting down another female. I'm like, cool, I'll take the compliment. But you didn't need to like diss
0: that girl to
1: like tell me yeah, that exactly. I'm. exactly.
0: No, so. I didn't even notice that, but that's a really good point, and I completely
1: agree. Yeah, that's my my one pet peeve with that, because I was like, ah, it's so good. Oh, it's a little bit ruined with that, but again, it's 1998. We, for the time, it's still a very good sisterhood, you know, a friend mm-hmm. telling you that you're amazing moments. I just wish it didn't come at the cost of putting two other uh, females down, but you know that is kind of a lot of times when you're in high school that is kind of how you talk to you you're like that girl's stupid you're great um I would just like to point out I am like other girls I'm I'm a lot like another woman okay? i love
0: Taylor Swift. Swift I? okay we're, we're good
1: friends we're tight <laughs> I have a lot Touch in me. common with other females and I it's not a compliment when you tell me that I am not like other females yeah. I'm like but I am though and I don't see anything right. wrong with that I am and I, I love am a it. basic. I am a basic bitch and I love it. Thank you. This is
0: another. Can book. Check out my
1: white woman's Instagram.
0: Thanks. <laughs> this you yeah, you have an your own Instagram for Disney cupcakes. <laughs> you
1: are. If that isn't the most, I am literally the most basic bitch on planet Earth. Please tell me what is. Please tell me. I have a Disney cupcake Instagram. Hi. That like you don't know so need to know anything else about me, and you're like. That's a white girl, right? And it's like, yes, yeah, she is. She's a white girl, and she basic. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: love it. Um, <laughs> yes, but I love this part too. I have this highlighted too because I love that the title is referencing this moment. Yes, like, <clears throat> this this is another this is another trick by I don't know who designed this cover, but this has mm-hmm. my cover has a. Girl standing on a boy's feet, presumably dancing in a cute way on the beach. And it says someone like you and there's a heart in the sand. Mm-hmm. When do they ever go to the beach? First of all. And first second of all, all, never. And second of all, it's not a love story between those two. Sure, it's a isn't. love story between Scarlett and ha- Haley. Hallie. Yes. And I yes. love that. I'm obsessed. This is like Same. I I'm almost done with this book and I'm like this, I'm putting this on the top top of my oh yes
1: top five (gasps) it's it that's fantastic like I when I first encountered it because again as I admitted last week I realized I guess I somehow missed this one and when I read that I was like mind blown like the title is referring to her like it's referring to Hallie like you think it's referring to a boy right like you again because the cover is very misleading because it is a YA novel with a female protagonist we assume it's like that kind of love story and no, it's 100% a love story between these two friends. And I love that the title refers to something that Scarlett says to Hallie. Like, that's, I don't know. That's fantastic. I love it. And I love that. I
0: love it so much. Oh, and also, so-
1: all teenage girls, love yourselves a little bit more. And just remember that you are awesome. And that, as we've said before, boys ain't shit. <laughs> just, again, just standing ovation for Sarah Desson for that mm-hmm. title, for the, that paragraph except for the cutting down other women part but like that's okay so then basically Hallie leaves the party and we she goes back to her house well first technically she goes to Scarlett's house then she ends up going back to her house which is where Uh, She runs into Macon, and Macon basically was like, yeah, I was at the party. Um, And she's like, I didn't see you. And so they have this kind of like, I guess, sort of sweet moment outside her house. And she's, you know, worried about being found basically by her parents. Um, And of course, this is also when I believe the Vons are over for their like traditional movie night. So it's kind of this juxtaposition between Hallie kind of starting to fall you know, kind of come out of her, I guess, who she was, as she kind of talks about a little bit later on in the novel. There's the the Grand Canyon version of her, and she's kind of starting to step away from that version and turn into, um, I don't know, not someone different, but a, a, I guess kind of like a different version of herself.
0: Yeah, she's like growing up and becoming something new.
1: Someone yeah. New which is um, what coming of age is
0: also i i do want to mention that she runs into macon in her side yard and he's throwing rocks yeah. at her window rocks which
1: at her window and she is not there
0: <laughs> sound off in the comments does, has anyone ever thrown rocks at your window my parents would hear that immediately like yeah
1: how does this and again i know as a floridian there are not a lot of, like, two-story houses. Like, I mean, there are, but, like, your rich friends lived there. Like, most common houses were single-family, one-story houses. And I know Mm -hmm. that most of the rest of the country is not like that. There's basements and there are older homes and there's two stories and whatever. So in my mind, I guess when I read stuff like this or – See it happen, you know, in movies and TV. I always just assumed that it was like, well, because you know, in a two-story house, maybe you couldn't. I don't know. I think even then you could hear it. And again, I don't think that's something that ever actually really does happen in real life, but it happens a lot in YA fiction. Lot. Yeah. <laughs> any other thoughts? I guess on that chapter,
0: they chat a little bit. Um Her dad does kind of catch them out there, but he doesn't see making and then they kiss for the first time, which is was happened a lot sooner than I anticipated. But again, the story isn't hmm. really about him.
1: Then we get to part two, which is titled Someone Like You, which starts us off with Wait, chapter we five.
0: We skipped him. Um, we did just miss really quick in the second half of that chapter. She is supposed to mow her lawn in the morning and then while well, she's oh, trying yeah. to do it. Megan shows up and mows it for her and her mom gets mm-hmm. like really mad about that which I'm like yeah, yeah. tell her to wash the dishes or something. You
1: I That did seem kind of strange to me. The dad kind of took it in jest and was like well it's not like she wasn't trying to mow the lawn because again this has been like given to her as her new responsibility and her dad apparently like has a lot of pride in his work because the backyard was hard to do or whatever and so he's talking it up to her about how difficult it's going to be and then Macon comes over and he's just like zoop 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 doing it all quick like and the dad's kind of almost impressed by him but also like well it's because you have that you know newfangled lawnmower I do it the old fashioned way kind of thing so yeah dad seems kind of like unbothered and mom just seemed like I think a little bit annoyed again like I Sometimes I don't feel like I sympathize with this mother as much as I did with the mother and someone like so – we are reading someone like you – as much as I did with the mother <laughs> in that summer. But there yeah. are certain times I am sad for her, and I see her point. And I think she is trying to be a good mother. Like I think there is nothing wrong with setting boundaries for your teenage daughter who, again, when you, you are turning 16 and you are getting your license – you think you're so much older and cooler than you actually are and I think it is good to set boundaries for her but there are like certain things that I just feel like this woman like is really been out of shape about that I'm like calm down like it's not that big of a deal
0: yeah it's like she's losing I mean she's seeing that Hallie is like growing up and she's almost like trying to like hold on to like child the child version of her and she's so she's like starting to get stressed out about like Probably the idea of her growing
1: up and moving out, honestly. Yep. Oh, no. 100%. So, yeah. Chapter five, part two. Someone like you. Chapter five. This is where. (laughs) Okay. First of all, so we're finally getting, we're finally finding out about, basically, Scarlett's pregnancy, which is mm-hmm. something I think, again, Sarah Dustin does a really good job of kind of um, showing us little little foreshadowing, little signs that were leading to that. But my favorite thing about this is so, of course, Scarlett is freaking out and is like, I'm pregnant. And she's telling Hallie and she's showing her her pregnancy test. And this is the most like teenage girl, especially if you're like kind of a naive teenage girl, which like Hallie, considering like the way her mother kind of is, you know, she is sort of naive. I love that she's, you know, Scarlett's like, what am I going to do? She said, pacing nervously. I only had sex one time. And Hallie's response is, you had sex? Like she showed you, she told <laughs> you she took three pregnancy tests. She has shown you a pregnancy test. And her response is, you had sex? Like, I love that. <laughs> that's just the most like teenage response. And it, it cracked me up when I read it. I was like, oh my God, that's so good. And then she's like, of course I had sex. God, Hallie, try to stay with me here. <laughs> Um, so that's so good and I think also she's like like you never told me you know so yeah that's uh that's really great and then of course mm-hmm. she's all you know freaking out because she is a 16 year old that just found out that, that she is pregnant and she was like I like can't have this baby um and she's you know obviously very stressed
0: out about everything I just want to say um justice for all of the fictional girls who got pregnant after they had sex for the first time oh my god including lane kim and Mm scarlet
1: yeah i i love that that and again i understand for the purpose of this novel, like why you know it it happened or why they do it for kind of the dramatic irony Mm -hmm. and different things but i just always think of that mean girls like you're gonna have sex and you're gonna get pregnant. And you're gonna die. Like it <laughs> automatically is gonna happen. And again, I would just like to stress, as someone who once was a teenage girl and you know had a lot of friends in high school and college that you know were sleeping with people and whatnot. That um, no, none of them ever got pregnant. Which again, I'm saying can certainly happen, but definitely not often. Does it happen like it happens in the movies where it happens when and again, this is like they use protection, but it fell off, and it's like, how much does that really happen? Like, what are the odds
0: life? she was ovulating at that one time? Right. Like it's right. You
1: like think? you think of all the people you know in your life who are like actively trying to get pregnant. It's yes, so hard. And then in like a book, it's like had sex one time, got pregnant.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like literally.
1: You know, it's not impossible, but the, the probability of it is not that high. But it's fine for the for the drama. I get where it had to happen, I guess. And then, essentially, she asked Hallie to tell her mom with her she, like, needs more support. Which, again, I'm all about, you know, their their friendship and her being there for each other. I also, again, this is so mean, girls, because when she's talking about it, she's like, gosh, Hallie, I don't know. Maybe it was because he died the next day. Go figure. Literally, this is the most like it's and Sarah Dustin, I'd like to stress, is not trying to be scare tacticy And like, hey, ladies don't have sex. But it is just so funny how scare tactic to This is have sex for the very first time protection doesn't work she gets pregnant and on top of that the very next day her boyfriend dies in a motorcycle
0: come on (laughs) literally i know like it doesn't read as if sarah Desson is like don't have sex but like right but it is kind of like oh my god can you imagine like how traumatizing would that be literally actually that would be
1: i i really can't we're gonna get into the facts of you know Scarlett's kind of battling back and forth like she's too young she doesn't think she can do this marion basically is like you're getting an abortion because which again very progressive for 1998 that the mother was immediately just like abortion let's go um i'd also like to take a quick moment to say something i never thought would be oh hey that's so 90s how easy it is to get an abortion uh, little did I know that we would be going backwards, um, and here in 2022, it would be harder in some circumstances to get an abortion than it was in 1998. But we're not bitter about that. And Anyways, in North Carolina, like, yeah, they're in the south. They are the Bible Belt South, y'all. And in 1998, it was just like, well, obviously you're going to get an abortion, and now. It might be a different conversation because it might be like, well, sweetie, I'd like you to get an abortion, but we might have to fly up to the northeast where it's allowed in that state, too. <laughs>
0: so and you'll need an excuse sad. in case the police get involved. Like, yeah. Oh, my God. It's a nightmare. And
1: some so forth. So that's a nightmare. <laughs> but um, anyway. A <laughs> anyway, it's not that we're done talking about how our, our rights as uh human beings are being stripped away from us Mm -hmm. back to the topic at hand Mm -hmm. uh so yeah so basically her mom is like you know but are you gonna get abortion and scarlet is obviously which not so much in this chapter well i guess toward the end of the chapter right is when she kind of changes her mind like she's willing to go with it i think she is very much like I'm young and I don't know if I can do this. And then there is, again, can't stress enough how traumatizing this experience must be for this poor girl. Um, There is, I think the part of her that, you know, she, Michael was her first love. He died unexpectedly. And this baby, you know, for better or worse is her last tether to him. In a sense, that is a connection that she has with him now. So
0: I like how she says here too, when she's talking about like, should I have an abortion? Should I not? She's kind of talking about Marion here and she says, keeping me was probably the only unselfish thing Marion's ever done in her life. I've always wondered why she did. That is like a very mature thing for her to even think about at that age. I mean, at this point she's mm. pregnant, so she's really thinking about it, but um, right, <laughs> <laughs> that is, that is like a very insightful thing to think about. Um, but it is, it was like a huge, it is a huge sacrifice to, have a baby especially when you're how old was she 19 and yeah the dad wasn't involved at all like yeah that is a huge decision that she and she lives with her in the suburbs in a house like marion's doing it she might not be doing it well but she's doing it (laughs) but she's doing it hey everyone
1: (laughs) yeah let's we're gonna take a moment to give some credit to marion okay she is she is doing the darn thing she might not be the best mom she might kind of need to be raised by her daughter sometimes but she's She's trying her damn best, she and is. yeah, she didn't have any help. And I cannot imagine. I can't imagine it would be like to be nineteen and have a kid. I can't imagine it would be like in Scarlett's position to be sixteen and have a kid. Literally, cannot imagine. Like you are a kid and you're having a kid. And I get why some people want to keep the kid, and like that's cool. Uh, but I. <sighs>
0: Like that, I would not. <laughs> no. I mean, like that. I wouldn't even have my a mind. kid right now when I'm 30 years old. So, right, definitely like I, I'm 16
1: <laughs> I can barely function,
0: and I do think
1: about how th- this is a thing. Everyone, uh if you're a female and you get married, you literally return back from your honeymoon, and people are like, "So kids," and you're like, "Jesus Christ, y'all!" Like I. It's been two weeks since I've been married. Let's calm it down. And you want to know who it comes from the most? Men. So oh. many men at work. And I'm like, it's none of your damn mm. business, first of all. And also, I've been married for two weeks. But yeah, everyone Animals. just automatically, <laughs> automatically starts asking you about children. And, you know, that's it's obviously something that's not for everyone, first of all. Sometimes I just, like, want to make them really uncomfortable and be like, I can't. I'm not able to, and it's a really sore subject. Just to see the reaction, because like I, like, I like re- the next person who asked. I'm just gonna do it because screw you, stop asking me. Like it's none of your what, why, why. Uh, but anyways, so but sometimes I just think, yeah, like you know, I've had conversations with people who I actually wanted to have the conversation with, and I just I think about. Again, I I don't on a daily basis think like, wow, I'm the most selfish person on planet earth. But when you think about having children and the sacrifices you have to make, you're like, I'm the most selfish person on planet earth. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know if I could do that. Like, I'm like, I really like sleep and I really like this and I really like that. And it's, it's very stressful. But yeah, men, random coworkers of people who, if you have a female coworker, don't ask them just because they got married. If they want kids, please stop. It's weird.
0: I don't want children. Um, and I haven't for a long time. And that alarms people, I will say, especially men, <laughs> men. find yeah. it So alarming. I had one guy. Like why? I had one guy at NBC say, Oh, why don't you want kids? And I like took a beat because <clears throat> when somebody asks you that they're typically setting you up <laughs> and yeah. especially oh, that yeah. kind of guy. And so I like took a beat and he was like, You can't really think of anything that doesn't make you sound like a selfish asshole, huh? And then just, like, walked away. And I was like, screw you, dude. Oh, Screw you. A
1: selfish asshole? Okay. Why why are people – like, why do you – and I also want to be like, you know the type of guy who's asking you that is the type of man who isn't, like, a team player in childbearing. Like, he totally is, like – gonna knock her up she's gonna do 90 percent of the work I'm gonna complain because there isn't a warm meal on the table even though she works a full-time job did that all day came home and took care of my kid but honey where's dinner tonight and you know what I have to say to you sir screw you thank Mm -hmm. you and good night
0: yeah thank you and good night so yeah like all of the men who are like
1: so concerned about me having children i'm like what do you do what do you do like are you in your child raising how are you are you a team player are you are you doing this 50 50 with your your partner because i doubt it to be honest but thanks for asking me i guess what i want to do with my body and my life but
0: you know, also sure. are you pushing that thing out are you yeah. having major surgery yeah, could you die like, no no So, like, what is it? What does it matter
1: to you? Yeah. Do you have to to carry around a whole other, whole living being for nine months? And yeah, like, it could endanger your health. And yeah, no, screw you. Screw you. So, yeah, we are going back to this. Is you know, we get a chapter about abortion and babies, and we're just like, we're just like, (laughs) (laughs) and suddenly. um in case anyone wasn't aware we're both uh self-identified feminists I think that's pretty you know as I was saying that Sarah Dustin does a really good job of showing not telling I think we just did that for yeah. we just demonstrated that for you all right there in case you didn't oh, well, know our thoughts and feelings and our worldview I think you probably just got a pretty good taste
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think you got it I <laughs> think you got it from that little tangent Whew, oh hate it okay so anyway so
1: Anyways, back to this chapter. So, yeah. Basically, it's all, like, they're in school. And as we've talked to Marion about it, we set up an appointment. And then we are going to... Okay, yeah. When So, they're going to the appointment, essentially. And then she comes... Or, well, Hallie's going to school and Scarlett is going to the appointment. Like, separately, I believe. Mm-hmm. And yes. then she comes and she's all, like... I couldn't go through with it, basically, to Hallie. And then...
0: Yeah, she has some random woman on a bench call and pretend to be Hallie's mom and dismiss her from school so that she can go pick her up. And Macon Mm -hmm. goes with her. Yep. And so they all
1: basically go and, like, skip school because... Scarlett's having a time I think that I think that's a fair request to to have your friends come help you out when you were like at an abortion clinic and you were thinking about doing it and then you kind of had this epiphany that maybe you didn't want to do it and I think even though she is pretty steadfast in her opinion of keeping the baby I think it's still obviously a very scary situation and I think she's still very you know nervous and and scared about it um and obviously Mm -hmm. yeah you'd want your your friend in that moment and she's also kind of like trying to to sort of hide out from Marion for a little bit because she knows that Marion is pissed at her for, for wanting to to keep the baby, which again to to stress, Marion has done this. Like she has done the whole teenage pregnancy thing essentially. So I think she just wants, she doesn't want that for her daughter again not to say that i think she regrets having her child but i think she knows you know like what a difficult task it is going to be so yeah i understand right. you know both of their uh their po- both of their point of views basically
0: and yeah Then, when she asks megan to drive them mm. on page 109 she says he was always in a different car, which was also something he never felt it necessary to explain. So far, I've seen him in a, to- a Toyota, a pickup, and some foreign model that smelled like perfume. All of them had candy wrappers littering the floors and stuffed in, a- in the ash trees. And I wrote, is he a criminal?
1: <laughs> Honestly, very fair question. Very I, fair question.
0: Doesn't he kind of seem like one for like most of this book?
1: Yeah, and also the weird, like, candy obsession, which, like, same. Is this maybe the only way I relate to to Macon? I don't know. But, mm-hmm. yeah, there's so many different times about um, him eating candy or him buying candy. And here's, like, another instance of, like, the candy reference. So I just think that's kind of, I don't know. That's just sort of funny. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't, why does he have, <laughs> like, there's so many weird things. Two, again, two novels in. I'm noticing very interesting names for the, for the characters, particularly the, the like, male uh, characters. And also, they're all definitely very kind of, like, Manny pixic dream boy. Like, bacon yeah. like, kind of has that vibe, too. Like, there's all these weird, like, mysterious things about them. There is... I don't want to, like, jump ahead to, you know, another book. But when we get to another novel, there's a character who is very, like weird and endearing but I wouldn't describe him as a manic pixie dream boy and I think it's very interesting that like there is just something about Sumner and now Macon that it's like no like they are that like you can be eccentric and like whatever and not fall under that trope but I feel like the two of them very much kind of do and again I'm not like necessarily saying that's a bad thing because of the novels that they are in it works because you're not really rooting for them you know (laughs) like yeah so it's kind of like hey girls like they're not like the best uh, possible option so I just think that's interesting
0: and the thing too is like when you're 15 and 16 years old like boys are kind of like mythical creatures like when you start having feelings for them and when you start like dating them they are kind of like these at first Ladies (laughs) (laughs) Ladies <laughs> <laughs>
1: at first, just to be clear. <laughs>
0: just but yeah, me.
1: I think yeah, I mean I guess and it probably goes both ways. Again, I, I've never been a teenage boy, but I know, you know, from watching a bunch of media and reading a bunch of why fiction that it is that like um <clears throat> it's such a, an enigma to each other, right? And like that's kind of the the I don't know the fun of being, I guess, like a teenager is that you're like, ooh, this person is so mysterious. And it's like, they're really probably not. But just, yeah, like, I 17-year-old. yeah. I just think, yeah, I mean, you might be on to something. I think Macon might be a criminal. <laughs> I, I know. know. Like the places he takes her. And mm-hmm. yeah, like the fact that he was like always driving around in different cars. And again, like I, like I said, I don't often sympathize with Hallie's mom, but I also am like, yeah, maybe you should. Be telling your mom where you are with this boy. Maybe you should be telling him. You know, like I know she's like all embarrassed. Essentially, to kind of finish off this chapter, they they skip school and whatnot. And of course, of course, you know the the parents always find out. And so of course, her mom finds out and she's tipped off at Hallie, which is fair. And again, I think Hallie did the right thing, and I think. That she had to to go in that instance, I think Scarlett really needed her, and I don't begrudge her that. But I I do think that, yeah, I'm like I, I don't know, like I think you're, you know, Hallie gets very, as we kind of go into chapter six, she gets very flustered with her mother because she's like give me this boy's name I'm gonna call his mother and she's like oh mom you're embarrassing me which like yeah kind of you are (laughs) but at the same time I'm like I don't know how you literally are the one who just told us
0: that he's in a different car every time you see him (laughs) so maybe her mother is on to something (laughs) he skips school constantly girlfriend what do you think he's doing what is he? what do you think he's doing he's clearly
1: not and And again I think And Hallie's mom's mind, especially because she doesn't quite know about the Scarlet situation of it all yet. I think she thinks that this boy is the bad influence. And if you knew the facts, you would think he was because he does skip school all the time and whatnot. But really, he had nothing to do with it. It really like he was just kind of along for the ride. Hey, future novel. (laughs) (laughs) Hell, Yeah, he was their like getaway driver, essentially. Uh, Scarlett kind of hatched the plan, but at the time her mother doesn't quite know that. So yeah, her chapter six, basically, her mom's all like, tell me about this boy. And then Marion kind of comes and saves the day, unintentionally, for Hallie, because she's like, I need she calls over to their house, and basically Hallie's mom goes over to talk to Scarlett's mom about the Scarlet, about the, the pregnancy of it all, essentially. Which I do like that her mom is kind of like, why didn't you tell me? And it's like, because they're best friends and there's a pact, obviously, then she's like, I couldn't, she didn't want me to know. And then her mom says, which is true. She's like, you thought I'd be mad. She said slowly. And she said, "Um, no, I said, I just thought you'd freak out. Which I do love how when you're a teenager, you're like guilty by association. Like Hallie is not the one that is pregnant. But the fact that she has a friend that is pregnant like would freak her mom out. And I think that's kind of funny. It's like I'm not what she says like because basically her mom goes into this whole like tirade about like you know how much she's going to miss out in life and how much she's going to regret this by keeping the kid and whatnot. And she's like mom I pointed out I'm not Scarlet." <laughs> like She's saying all this and she's like I'm not her. I'm not the one who's doing this. And I think that's such a fair point. Like there are times when you're a teenager where like – your parents are kind of like yelling at you about something that your friends did. And you're like, I'm why am I like guilty by association? Like I'm not them. I didn't do that thing. I didn't go get knocked up, you know? So
0: yeah. Right. She's like, just, just because I'm hanging out with a boy doesn't mean I'm even going to have sex. Like, that's yeah. Not like, where I'm at.
1: Calm, calm down, mom. Like calm down. I also just think, I don't know, like part of me really agrees with what her mother is saying. But also part of me was like, God, mom, like give Scarlett some credit. Like she's a smart young lady. And if she says she wants to keep this baby, I think she's going to give it her all. And she's going to keep this baby and she's going to be a great mom. Like, I hate that she's just like, she's going to regret this. And she doesn't know how much work it is. And da, 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 da. Which again, just makes you feel like if I'm your daughter and you're saying that, I'd be like, so do you hate me? Or, you know, like, right? <laughs> you're making motherhood sound mm-hmm. real great
0: right now. Thanks, mom. Yeah. Also like, you know, she's made her decision and I think that the, what she needs now is like support maybe from women who have had babies and know what to, you know, like maybe instead of judgment, we should switch to support because she's making this decision and she's your daughter's best friend and be nicer, be nicer, ma'am.
1: Just exactly. 100%. I do also like that once her mom comes back, so she goes to to And then her mom is kind of cooled down on the whole skipping school aspect of it because, of course, now she knows that her friend is pregnant and that's obviously like kind of a bigger deal in the grand scheme of things. Um, And so I do I highlighted this part as well um, and at the bottom of page 121. And I was like, I know I said, but it was clear by the pure fact of not being pregnant, I'd escaped the worst of her wrath. Scarlet had saved me again, which is just kind of both funny and also like, I don't know, sort of sweet and endearing in a weird way. Like how yeah. many times the two of them have been there for each other. And so she she thinks of that as another time that Scarlet has saved her essentially. Uh, but yeah, I was just like, yep, I like that she's like, well, I'm not the pregnant one. So at least I've got that going for me. So I'm on. Yeah. All- it's about skipping school that she is a slightly less pissed. Uh, okay, yeah. So, chapter seven. Uh, here we are. Hallie is at work. Making stops by. It's her birthday. This is kind mm-hmm. of a cute moment. I give Macon a lot of crap, but I do think this is very cute when he basically comes in and he's like, I tried to call, and she basically is like, yeah, basically, uh, Hallie's now grounded because of the whole skipping school thing, and she also is on phone restriction. So she's like, yeah, the next month is going to be kind of, you know, hard. And he's like, oh, like, that's too bad. And she's like, oh, you know, for who? And he's like, me, which is kind of cute. And then he slips her, you know, the little candy bar in the front pocket of her apron. Um, and yeah, I just I do think that's kind of a sweet moment. Again, I do give making some crap, but... I think that is pretty cute. Then they have basically her birthday party um, at Alfredo's, and which I think is the second mention of Alfredo's because that's where um, they went. That was like the dad dinner place, I think. Am I making that up Oh, in that summer? I think it's the same place. Could be wrong, but I think so. Anyways, if it is, that's cute. Then that little mention of it. Um, so yeah, so they're at her birthday. And then this is basically where Scarlet is like very appreciative for her uh for Holly's mom for kind of like I guess talking Marion down on her being able to keep the baby or whatever. And then Holly's kind of like can't relate on on being mm-hmm. saved by my mom. She like grounded me and was giving me a hard time but all right. But I, you know, I, I get that it is nice to know that she was able to help her. But this is where basically Macon comes to, again, is he a criminal? She's taking her to weird places. Um, She's getting ready for bed, and he comes and sneaks her out. And she's very worried about getting in trouble because she is technically grounded right now. But, I mean, it is her birthday. And so he's all like, are you ready for your present? And so they have to go someplace. And then basically he takes her to uh so it says the they have to top her lake and they go to like a a dam like they go to a place that clearly says no trespassing but Macon's above the law <laughs> uh i do have here so they're like at the dam like having i guess like a little romantic moment you know cute and she's talking to him about um, michael passing and she was saying if I lost Scarlet I said not knowing if I was going too far or saying the wrong thing I don't know what I do I don't think I could live without her again y'all it's the true love story of this novel and then yeah so right here in this moment is when the dam basically breaks and I do like this part a lot I have it highlighted here Um, this is at the end of chapter 7 basically the last paragraph Um, I felt it for the first time, that exhilaration, the whooshing feeling of being on edge and holding, the world spinning madly around me, and I kissed him back hard, letting loose that girl from the early summer in the Grand Canyon. At that moment, suspended and free-falling, I could feel her leaving me, which is just both very, like – Part of me is like, yeah, girl, like that's exactly what this age is and you should be growing up and I want you to feel free. And then another part of me is just really sad, but like I could feel her leaving me like that. I don't know. Like that just makes me weirdly sad for her. And like, I don't know, like growing up is both like really wonderful and also just sometimes you like think back to your childhood and you get this weird nostalgia for like how easy things were or you know, whatever. And yeah, I that part I just thought was both very beautiful and also sort of heartbreaking.
0: All right. So we have had some technical difficulties, but that's okay because we have just wrapped up chapter seven. So we will see you next week. We'll grab a bite to eat in the Lakeview Mall food court after seeing the Lakeview Mall fashion show. And uh, we'll talk to you then. See, see you later, guys. Music